Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone about Louie. We need to talk to someone about Louie. Gotta Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Kaurna people of the Adelaide Plains. We pay our respects to elders past and present and any First Nations Bluey fans who are joining us today. Welcome back to Gotta Be Done, the Blue Podcast. (laughs) Stop the stopwatch. Let's do this. (laughs) Zero. Zero. Oh, no, you pushed the wrong button, sweetie. It's this one. I'm really excited about Obstacle Course and talking about it with Mary. Man, my adrenaline is pumping. I we should definitely like make a montage of this after we're done because it's just going to be so high energy. <laughs> Even though it is pretty much the middle of the night and yeah. we're both exhausted. But anyway, let's leave that aside. No, we can. No, we've got we some can, sherbet. We'll be we fine. Take the vibe. Yes. <laughs> um, Mary, I th- I think it's fair after knowing you for almost half of my life. To characterise both of us as quite competitive. <laughs> That's probably yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but, but now I realise there's a sliding scale that goes up to Bandit Healer. Yeah. I'm actually not, <laughs> not that competitive. <laughs> yeah, have you ever reached a small child at any rate? No. <laughs> like, mm, not since I was a small child, but mm, that's yeah. not, a, not a period I like to reflect on. So <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this episode, I would say the, the the great theme around it is, you know, um, that practice and mastery over uh, like to, to, for progress. But then there's also this sort of, um, I guess, theme for adults around, you know, like are you going to be that guide for your children showing them how to excel or are you going to be... The person who's yanking them out of the way because you want to be the one that wins. You need to let Bluey win sometimes. Why would I do that? Because she's a child. (laughs) Yeah, or are you going to be the one dragging them back at the last second? (laughs) Isn't it funny? Like, I never mean to drag my child back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, parenting and competitiveness is such an interesting one to dive into because I feel like it's such a trope. Is it, is it a trope mm. or is it like a real a real life thing? Like the stereotype of the competitive parent forcing their child into competition but then actually they're more competitive than the child and living through the child. And I've been watching um, Sex Education on Netflix oh, and one yeah, of the characters yeah. deeply has that kind of uh character arc um and you know it's in a it's in a million things it's in all our tennis players or not all of yep. them but yeah the ones we love to hate um yeah oh, i've been watching cobra kai on your recommendation oh, yeah. oh my gosh actually oh, yeah. so much <laughs> that is the only thing that show is about actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great show though i'm in, I'm in season two loving it loving all cool. the 80s tropes and the references it's so much fun it's really good <laughs> Uh, it is a uh, few obstacle courses in that show, actually, mm, getting back yeah. to the subject matter at hand. Um, 
That yeah. is what I like about this episode. Okay, leaving all the parenting stuff aside, no. perhaps as we get into it. Uh, well, yeah, we open with Bandit playing a game of Snap with mm-hmm. Bluey and his rationale is... You don't want me to let you win, Bluey. Trust me. Why not? Because you'll give up trying to get better. And what does losing every time do? Nothing much. Which, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, like letting your child win is not going to teach them or give them the internal focus and drive to be competitive. Totally. Um, There's two schools though, because I remember my grandmother. Like we, she used to play um, rummikins with me and card games mm-hmm. and things when I was yep. young. And she would always say, I'm going to just play and if you beat me, it's because you actually beat me, not because I let you win. But I also have a very sensitive five-year-old, Will, who he pretty much cries if he loses a game. So, like, so like he can lose as long as, like, we either draw or he wins the next one or, you know, so if the ledger starts getting too far out of balance, like, there needs to be a few... Um, you know, the Pakistani cricket team would be very proud of the throws I can do. So, uh, uh. <laughs> Look, does anyone have a five-year-old out there who's a good loser is what I want to know because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Oh, you win every time. I haven't met any. Um, and look, there are plenty of opportunities for five-year-olds to lose without parents getting ultra competitive against them. <laughs> snap is an ultra competitive game as well that might be the start of this problem like i feel like an this... adult's hand snapping quite hard yeah, on a child's there, there's hand an is advantage never okay. there definitely yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah perhaps a child's sense of injustice being uh being inflamed is part of the problem here as well. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, my children have a very keenly, keenly developed sense of injustice, yep. <laughs> mainly uh, I, I about losing. universal, yeah, yeah, universal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were um, at my in-laws tonight and playing bingo where it's called monkey bingo and the cards come down like out of a – stack of cards in a box that like the monkey um, a plastic monkey sort of goes in and out and pushes out the bottom card and as we were like sitting down and setting up for this uh the other player uh my nephew was distracted and bon just sat there looking at his card and ordering the cards that were going to come out in the order of i will just win bingo (laughs) okay he won't let you win though that's true. There's only one thing you can do. Cheat! Yeah! Yeah! What? Not. I meant practice! I was kind of so impressed at the ingenuity. I didn't intervene and the cousin never noticed. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I do need to uh, schedule a chat about why we don't actually do that in future fairly imminently. <laughs> he'll, he'll be at the casino one day counting oh cards gosh. and you'll be like, I don't know whether to be proud or (laughs) the house always wins. Take it down for all you can, kid. Um, Yeah. So look, obviously these things are complicated. (laughs) Yeah. Or parents complicate them. Um, But yeah, I definitely am in the school of let kids win most rounds of whatever we're playing. Not usually encouraging cheating, but sometimes. Um, Yeah. There's a little bit of match fixing going Look, on. Yeah, that, that's it. Oh, really? Care for a game of memory snap? No way. I hate memory snap. And why is that? Because I lose every time. Snap! 
Are you picking your battles on this, Kate? Yeah, I, I like to make – I'm so ter- – I feel terrible every time I do it, but I do force him to lose sometimes and then just deal with it. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, because I feel like, you know, we've talked about this in other Bluey episodes before, but unless you're giving them practice at losing, you know, is he going to be that kid in total meltdown that one day that he doesn't win? Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I've spoken to um, friends before and they were talking about how, like, they, they're doing things like little acts with their kids because mm-hmm. then they're racing against their PB and not, like, other kids. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea, you know, like. Okay. The, is that it sort of also everyone gets ribbon sort of culture? I don't know. It's just <sighs> really hard to get it right and I always worry that is this going to be the stuff that, like, my kids are going to be telling their therapist about in 20 years' time, like. Oh, mum never let me lose and, and now I lose and I can't handle it. Or is it going to be mum like forced me to lose and then like, you know, now I'm a perfectionist or something. I don't know. Uh, I feel yeah, like not, no one wins in these situations. <laughs> I'm like a mongoose. <laughs> You're a goose, all right. Okay, well, let's dive into how not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, before we before we get into the outside scene with Chili, okay, the obstacle yeah. course, I do want to unpack the mongoose because uh, Chili's little throwaway line, well, you're a goose, all right, it was just classic. Uh-huh. Like, Bandit with the mongoose. Do you think that this is like like some sort of like old, like maybe like when he was at school he got called the mongoose because he was like sprinting around or I don't know. I feel like mongoose is is a very 80s thing and I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Is it because of Top Gun and Goose in that context maybe or? Uh, I don't know. Like there's a make of BMXs called a mongoose which which has been around since the 70s but I think like peaked in that if you had a mongoose you're just the coolest of the cool uh, riding around on your BMX. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why else. Like, I feel like there was a like a martial arts move called the mongoose as well. Does that ring a bell? I've just Googled mongoose and it surprised me because it says a mongoose is a small terrestrial carnivorous mammal. Um, (laughs) And and basically it looks a bit like. um, Hang on, you don't know what a mongoose is? Well, no, I I think I I had a different vision in my head because he was sort of doing a beak with it, but like uh, okay. these things it's sort of look a bit like lemurs kind of like a or meerkat. a meerkat. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. I thought. Have you ever I heard th- of Ricky Ticky Tavi? I feel like it was on TV when we were kids, mm-hmm. and and it's something to do with like a, a mongoose and a rat and a. Oh, wow. Like, oh, it's no. a story by uh, Rudyard Kipling, uh, you know, I guess he's kind of famous, um, about a valiant young Indian grey mongoose who, like, fights cobras and stuff like that. Oh. Um, uh, apparently mongooses have um, a mutation in one of their receptors that protects against snake venom. So, oh, okay. yeah, so I didn't know that. Um, so... I don't know that that's all significant to Bandit, to be honest. But, you know, it makes him sound a bit more mysterious and cool, which, you know. I don't, like, come at us on this. Venom? Because I feel like there is, like, a, you know, the deadliest martial art kind of 
vibe yeah. to like if you're doing the mongoose you're about to you know you're about to strike the, the, yeah the strike or something like that so I feel like it's it's something that was big in the 80s and I can remember but then it from, why is he making like a beak with his hand I think it's a head okay okay that makes sense <laughs> It looks like Sean, I agree. We're conditioned to think it's Sean. Um, But no, mongooses and emus have more in common than you think. Right, right. I'm glad we cleared this up because in my mind I was sort of like getting confused with the bird species in general, I think. When the mongoose is moving at full speed, you know, it's all a bit of a blur. As well as Bandit being the mongoose, it is chilly challenging him to memory snap. Oh, yes. I think the one where you put all the cards face down and then have to remember what's where. Yeah, yeah. Man, is, is that just not kryptonite to every parent? Like who has <laughs> Bond has short term memory capacity on this? Yeah. Like, why are you so bad at this? <laughs> I have 50 million things in my head at any given time. And pretty much obviously you have none apart from remembering where the stupid squirrel is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there is a exceedingly good bluey memory card game out there, which yeah, is is our preferred way of playing memory snap. And the game is vastly improved by having like catchphrases for every card. So mm-hmm. I do remember better. If I turn over the card and, for instance, very relevant to this episode, it's a garden gnome. Mm, and mm-hmm. if you turn over that card, you say, Jeremy, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it helps with remembering what's where. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. It's sort of like uh, a little audio tag for the parent. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's take it outside. Oh, wow. So Chili has set up an obstacle course for the girls. and um, (laughs) Non-competitive. (laughs) Non-competitive. But, you know, there's – I haven't listened actually. I've been trying to listen a bit more to the the audio descriptive um, episodes of Bluey because I'm very aware that some people who are listening – wouldn't have potentially been able to see the episode and how we can describe ah, yeah, that good to point. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so we're in the healer's backyard and um, I think, yeah, there's all sorts of ones. There's like the yoga ball where they have to sort of crawl Bounce over. onto it, yeah. Yeah, there's a little paddling pool. There's a slide which they go down. There's garden gnomes set up which you run in and out of. There's like a, a chair with a, a broom sort of at a height that you have to yeah, crawl like through. A- limbo situation yeah Yeah. there's crawling under the trampoline there's like a little ladder up the tree that you climb up and then jump down Mm -hmm. uh, and a skipping rope flat on the ground to balance across it is a quality obstacle course no doubt about it i was exhausted just looking at it yeah (laughs) go chilly um just for fun is anything ever just for fun though like even without (laughs) their influence i don't believe the girls wouldn't have started racing and Chili wouldn't have thought that that might mm. happen. Hey, have you kids seen my green ball? Look, Dad, we set up an obstacle course. Do you want to have a go? Righto, I'll race you. Um, where's the finish line? No one's racing anyone. This is just for having fun. Yeah. But, so Bennett yeah. comes out and it's instantly competitive. Uh, well, how can you not be when there's fizzy sherbet up for grabs? So 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah, I was Sherbet ever big from the lolly shop for you, Mary? Because Whiz Fizz, I mean, it had its moment, but. I yeah, can't... I was pretty keen on Whiz Fizz, although, mm. yeah, like I'm sure I nearly died having it multiple times because it sounds yeah, better, it just terrible but it is a brand stuck in the back of your throat yeah yes. yeah which and we came in like a little paper bag with like a little did you also have plastic like spoon a, yeah, yeah like a little plastic spoon in it and you'd lick it and di- uh, dip it in the sherbet and then yeah yeah so it was like a tiny little shovel yes and rough as guts like yeah that you, you were licking the last bits of sherbet out of it and you'd realize like your tongue was actually profusely bleeding because it was yeah. just so Sharp, yeah. Anyway, because it had little edges <laughs> in the shovel, so like you were trying to like get simultaneously try and ignore the pain, but yeah, yeah get your tongue into these tiny little grooves <laughs> to get the last oh, little man. bits of sherbet. Having visceral flashbacks. Yeah, no, um, terrible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, look, uh, no, I didn't even know that sherbet sticks existed. Actually, like they're the kind of things you get in show bags, and like, I wouldn't know where to buy them. I think. I have memories, maybe not when I was really little, but maybe around 10 or 11, and I think our milk bar sold them. And you okay, could get like yeah, one long stick, seem- but it was like a rainbow stick and you had oh, to sort of. Oh, okay, yep. But you needed scissors to open it, which was really bad. Okay. So, like, of course we trust ripped it open with our teeth. Yeah. Like, yeah, just the whole thing now looking back is dodgy. <laughs> when it gets sherbet. Sherbet! Yeah, sherbet! But I feel that Bandit gets the head start here as well, even though um, I think it's Bingo that says ready, set, go, but he's instantly he's in the off. lead. Oh, yeah, he's already yeah. in the lead. Like the girls Outrageous. just had a Yeah, <laughs> It does look like, for, for the frustration of Bandit winning, it does look like they're having fun. And Mm-mm. I feel like that's credit to Chili. Again, excellent obstacle course. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Chili's the first one after they finish to kind of go, all right, well, that's that's enough. And they're like, no, that actually was fun. Let's do yes. that again. Uh-huh. Um, but then here comes the comedic gold with, uh, you know, the girls saying, you know, we want to beat Dad to get Sherbet. And she's like, well, there's only one way to do it. And they jump in with cheat rather than <laughs> practice. <laughs> oh, poor Chili. Uh, but, yeah, look, you, you've got to hand it to them. They're practical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You kids sure are keen to get whooped again. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> All we can do is try harder this time. That's the way. See, Mum? Losing doesn't stop these kids. It sure doesn't. Where's it going? Hey! Um, so round two. And the uh, girls have decided to cheat. Yeah. Um, actually, I'd really like to start talking about the music now, if that's all right, Mary. Do it. So in that first round of the obstacle course, when the girls are just warming up, we hear this really muted theme I'm going to just call it the the happy obstacle course theme for brevity's sake, but it's um it's a stepped progression. So um it uses a scale bass, but it goes da 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 da. da. Hey. Go go go! Da, 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 da. So it's starting and then it's gradually rising. Up, yeah. up the scale. Okay. So, so it's, it's constant building. improvement. So every step is building and then um, you get that return to home at the end. Okay. So right. you're starting from the, uh, it's called the tonic note, which is like the first note of the, uh-huh. the scale. And when you reach that tonic note, it makes you feel like you're home. 
Um, so uh, that's whatever the say you've got a C major scale that's returning yep. to the note C. Okay. Um, I don't know what scale this is. Sorry, Joff. Um, but <laughs> yeah, then we round back at the end, so we get that sort of f- feeling of finality and completion. Mm-hmm. The second time that the girls race, um, so yeah, we get the, the muted the muted version before they start, and then we get yep. the full whack when they do that first lap. <laughs> Second lap, there's this um, staccato string, which really has almost like a tiptoe sort of creeping vibe. Like, like it, it just instantly speaks to sneaking. This wasn't this blow before. Uh-huh. Here, come on, Bluey. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then when the girls finish, there's actually, I'm guessing it's, Joff and Jazz sort of doing a na 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 sort of moment <laughs> yes. musically at the end. So like, good. Yeah, while Bandit is still stuck on uh, the the first um, rigged test, which was the the chairs with the very low broom. Yeah. Um, but then we have this complete shift. Uh, we'll keep talking about the plot and then I'll come to music when we get to that next okay. point. So how satisfying is cheating <laughs> initially? Yep. I love that Bingo's like, but Sherbet's meant to be sour. So she's just so like, we good. achieved our goal. <laughs> um, no, I must we- admit I felt like deep satisfaction as Bandit got stuck on that first uh, first <laughs> trap for him, essentially, uh, because yeah, look, unfair unfair advantages and uh, strong senses of injustice, mm-hmm. uh, all the things we've talked about. Yeah, it felt fair. <laughs> were you, were you in that same fair. like, well done, Blue? You know, like I mean, like be the grown up Bandit, really. But yeah. yeah, no, that was. Look, yeah, not Bandit's finest moment. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I wasn't devastated with the outcome. <laughs> but, yeah, obviously uh, the good angel on Bluey's shoulder, also Chili, uh, had to had to come into play here. Tastes a bit sour, right? Yeah, Rabbit's meant to taste sour. I think I want to beat Dad fair and square. Yeah, I think you do too. Come on. And I love that Chili was straight into it as well. Like she, oh, yeah. she knew what was happening and she was like, this is going to happen for you. And Chili yes. is like, this is my time to shine. Oh, <laughs> hey, Chili. Yeah, yeah. Cue the montage. Yeah. Okay, the key to this one, use the ball to speed you up. You try. Stop. We'll work on that. So we've got this amazing musical <laughs> shift at this moment. Oh, what yes. I can only call the 80s power ballad obstacle course theme. Um, but, yeah, it, it starts off quite slow. It's sort of that twinkling electronica sort of sound underneath. Mm-hmm. And then it brings in, like, a bit of electric guitar, some, you know, awesome synth. It's every 80s movie dream. Uh I think I just call it like the lost soundtrack from Rocky. Like, <laughs> perhaps well, I haven't seen enough of these movies, but to me, it was just 
Rocky and only Rocky. <laughs> really? So I actually um, watched bits of Rocky in the lead up to recording today because I was wow, like, that is committed. it feels familiar and I wanted to make sure where we were getting the musical references from. So and? My, my first thought was Karate Kid. Okay. Um, but no, they sing, um, I think it's Joe Esposito's You're the Best. The Best. Around. The Best. Nothing's ever gone to keep. Um, so and then Rocky is the theme from well, you you would know yeah it. yeah yeah but it, it's it, even though it's sort of Cynthian eighties it's it's not it's but not then, quite is it Rocky it's one of the later Rockies that uses Eye of the Tiger isn't it yeah so yeah the, this is still isn't that Eye of the Tigery no no um it is um do 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 yeah do do yes totally. So what, this is a bit more upbeat, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, and you know, we're sort of skipping around a little bit here. So bear with me. We'll, we'll get, make make it make sense. <laughs> it's going to make sense. But Chili, when she is running beside Bluey and teaching her how to go down these obstacles and go up, and you know, telling her you need to jump because Dad's going to jump and all these sorts yeah. of things. And then she starts using a line from the movie Gallipoli. Yes. Which, which is how fast can yeah. you run? As fast as a greyhound, how fast are you going to run? As fast as a greyhound, and um, for people who aren't familiar with the Peter Weir film, um, mm-hmm. which had a very young Mel Gibson in it, um, it focuses on two young um, men from Western Australia who were sent over to Gallipoli to fight, and they're right. both runners. And the one that's not Mel Gibson, so I forgot his name. <laughs> Mel um, Gibson doesn't scream runner to me. I've got no, to be honest. Yeah, he does it in the film all right. Um, yeah, but okay. um, the one Good that's acting. not Mel Gibson sort of opens up and he's like training in the desert and his trainer is sort of saying, what are your legs, steel springs, how fast can you run as fast as a leopard, how yes. fast are you going to run as fast as a leopard. So <gasps> Chile is a direct homage to yes. this classic Australian film um, with grit and determination. And in the movie Gallipoli – which I was rewatching to just have this conversation with you. Oh, a lot so of research. Good. So um, the, there's a scene where um, Mel Gibson and the one that's not Mel Gibson are running through. Uh, they're, they're, in Egypt, not they're in Egypt, and um, part of the soundtrack and Peter Weir he did he did also Picnic at Hanging Rock. Mm-hmm. So he loved a bit of electronica synth. Yeah, even okay. though even though the soundtrack for Gallipoli is so classical for most of it, when they do this, um, there's a scene where they challenge each other to a race to the pyramids while they're in okay. Cairo, yep. and during that, there's um, a, I'm going to say this totally wrong. He's French, Jean-Michel Jarre, and mm-hmm. um, he's a French composer and performer and record producer, and he was like a pioneer in the electronic and ambient sort of genre he used okay. to do these massive outdoor spectacles we're talking three and a half million people in um like arenas doing these incredible light shows and sort of electronica and that music is used as the the um, backing for when mel gibson and the one that's not mel gibson are racing through the desert to yes. get to the pyramids okay so those sort of synthy tones i feel are a real love letter to that scene in gallipoli Okay. Um, but then also every 80s montage movie ever. Again! Mm-hmm. 
How fast can you run? As fast as a greyhound. How fast are you gonna run? As fast as a greyhound. <gasps> Zero. We got there in the end, but um, yeah, I think I think um, there's definitely some inspiration from the movie Gallipoli and the, that soundtrack, and particularly that friendly race through the okay. desert. Um, but yeah, then there's also the the classic tropey. We've got to have a montage to show progress here. So good, yeah. Um, everything you have said and your excellent research, Kate, has made me realise I thought I'd watched Gallipoli. But actually, I was thinking of Kokoda. What was the same about War Australian? <laughs> Winds are favourable. I've inspected the track this time. No little surprises. How fast can you run? As fast as a greyhound. How fast do you get to run? As fast as a greyhound. Bit more greyhound talk than last time, but that's fine. Last thing on uh, Gallipoli, um, the switch out from as fast as a leopard to as fast as a greyhound, Perfect. transcendent. Like, oh, it's so yeah. good. <laughs> and I just love, I love that steely look in Shilly's eyes because yes. we haven't seen her do that with her kids before. Yeah, and I'm just true. Like, she would be the mum on the side of the sport field, like just not yelling at the umpire or anything, but she'd be like, come on. You know, she'd yeah. Be oh, really like emotionally living invested. it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, is this a, a, a tiger mum equivalent just for sport? Because, yeah, <laughs> obviously, Chile is so nurturing and supportive. And you can uh, tell she'd get know. a bit of white line fever, though, but, right? Yeah, like on the I hockey. Think so. <laughs> once she gets onto the hockey pitch, she'd be unstoppable. <clears throat> Father, I apologise for cheating in our last race. Oh, well, yeah, good. Cheaters never prosper. Indeed. I wish you good luck. Uh, you too. Do you think Bluey apologises honestly or is she trying to get in his head? Is this like Ooh. a dick from Chile? No, I feel like I feel like she's she's taking the higher Wiping road. The clean. She's, yeah, she's okay. seen the light and she wants yeah. to do a fair and square. So Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yes, Still a good it, way to get into someone's head if you needed to. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is almost like a rebirth. And the music is reborn, if you like, as well. Oh, okay. Like, you know, it's like this new new and improved technique. Yeah. yeah. We're not just playing for fun times. We're playing and it's serious. It's a bit like squash where we get that sort of that shift. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's it, Louie. That's it. Come on, I am just living for every obstacle. Like I mm. don't can't remember the last time I was so invested in sport slash cartoon families. <laughs> Are you a person that gets overly invested in the Olympics or Commonwealth Games or anything no, like that? No, to be oh. honest, yeah. I reckon I could watch any Olympic sport for five minutes and be an armchair armchair expert. <laughs> I do like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. There's just too much of it. Yeah, there is. I reckon. Like, but when you turn it on and you're like, oh, you know but what? Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's something the next in front 15 of you minutes, yeah. I am 100% invested in the outcome of this curling match. You know, like yeah. it's, it's something quite I extra. Know. I, think, I think it speaks to my completely shot social media ruined attention span. Like, <laughs> you know, I did watch a bit of the most recent Olympics had BMX or was it skateboarding? Yeah. Hmm, I can't remember which now. I think it was like, <laughs> I love that you're saying my attention span's terrible. Attention was it BMX? Was it skateboarding? Where did it go? <laughs> um, it was whatever was new. I think, 
I think it was like BMX the trick BMX where they were really like riding up walls and flipping yeah, yeah. and things like that. Amazing. But even that, like they just keep doing it over and over again. I'm like, okay, well, I've got the gist, guys. <laughs> Unless you're actually going to take off. Like oh, obviously so amazing. How hard can this be? Like well, really? It's like impressive. Not at all. But I feel like those are the sorts of things you just watch for the stacks and I don't want them to stack because yeah, I'm a, you true. know, it's, their mum is watching and I wouldn't want their mum to watch them stack so I don't want to watch them stack. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, when they're doing it without stacking, it's all just – the same thing over and over. <laughs> Sorry to denigrate your sport. I really appreciate all your efforts. <laughs> well done. I'm going to win. Yeah. Hey. The yank. Oh, oh my gosh. Did What happened for you, Kate? Did your heart break? Oh, I was just like, I think my face was similar to Chili's in this moment. Like I just, what <laughs> Was that and and Chili actually handled this moment so well because you'd be well entitled to absolutely go nutso at your partner mm-hmm. in that moment, uh, especially given it was her hard work. Like I feel she was emotionally invested in the outcome. Oh, completely, yeah. Um, and, then, and yeah, you, go, like, you get how, zero. Yeah. Her face just says, "Like, how am I ever going to raise these children with?" This, and which is not what we've come to expect from the chili bandit dynamic. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it just looked like all hope was washing away. And you just, I don't know how the animators did this, but they just captured the most perfect expression on Bandit's face. It's kind of like confusion, bewilderment, but also like embarrassment and also like trying to get away with it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah but not backing down because he did what he had to do. Yeah. <laughs> I think the mongoose couldn't handle losing to a child. You get zero. All right, all right. Rematch, rematch, rematch. Bluey? And I think, like, this episode has not gotten a lot of attention compared to some of the season three episodes, but it's definitely this moment that got Mm. the attention of, yeah, where it did. A lot of the talk was around... This is so out of character for Bandit. But I feel like big brothers always beat little brothers mm, and the mm, fact mm, that mm. Bandit has been a little brother as well. Yeah. Uh, well, he's a little brother as well. Probably all speak to this moment. Um, yeah, and we see yeah. fairy tale as well. I know we haven't talked about fairy tale yet, but we do see that other side of Bandit, the, the <laughs> not so nice, the... Definitely competitive and wants to win at any cost, Bandit. Completely, yep. Um, Yeah, for all the kind of complaints about Bandit out of character, one tweet from uh, one Dan Hall was particularly uh, straight down the line on this. I want it on the record that I fully support Bandit sabotaging Bluey (laughs) in the obstacle course. It's our job as parents to teach kids how the world works and not all lessons are pleasant. (laughs) I'm like, oh, Man, do you need to learn that from your parents? <laughs> Abandon hope or ye who passed. Like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, That's so harsh. look, you know, I guess some people are more realistic than others. I'm, I'm <laughs> holding on to hope, yeah. Oh, wow. But, yeah, so we have a situation. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still recovering from Bandit, obviously. <laughs> and the, sol- the solution, I think, is handled so amicably and beautifully with Bluey just saying, let's settle this over a game of memory snap. And oh, just Bandit's face. 
so good. Uh, like it reminds me of like the call for a rematch always reminds me of Bill and Ted and just mm. the infinite like uh, best of three, best of yeah. five. <laughs> rematch, you rematch, do wonder rematch. how long this episode could go on. Uh, giraffe. Uh, oh, where was that other giraffe? Oh, monkey. <laughs> Giraffe, giraffe, monkey, monkey, eagle, eagle. How do you do that? So happy. And even when Chili's like saying to me, you may as well start now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so perfect. Yeah. I think that's, I think that victory would have been just as smug and satisfying for Chili as it was with the girls Uh, in the sherbet. Which cues beautifully to your VIP, Kate. Uh, Am I preemptive to say? 100% Chili. 100%. Nailed it. I wish she was my life coach. Uh, <laughs> she is definitely my VP in this. <laughs> yeah, she was awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, Brene Brown moment I found a bit trickier with this one. Um, mm. I was thinking about, you know, that that sort of realisation of Bluey where she wanted to win fair and square and she was sort of really understanding that value of being true to herself and not taking sh- the fast free and easy sort of way yeah. um, to, to achieve her goal, you know, and and that striving I thought was really good. So, yeah. That is an excellent Brene moment. I agree. Mm. And I think we actually almost came up with a similar one in family meeting. Mm. Like there's been a lot of learning not to cheat this season upon yeah. reflection. There has. <laughs> or trying, trying not to cheat. Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah go kids. with the most convenient. From the kids. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about favourite line for you? Because I've realised we haven't gotten to mine. Uh, we have didn't cover where mine came in. And I'm struggling to remember where it did come in. Oh. But scared of a chicken. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. We didn't talk about this. But let's <gasps> recap because. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, so this is before the first challenge to a race and Bandit yeah. comes out and, um, you know, is it starts doing chicken, which, you know, for children of the 80s like you and me, so, oh, so understandable. Yeah. Like you did not want to be called chicken. It's very Marty McFly in Back to totally. the Future. And then I had a realisation <laughs> that my kids wouldn't have a clue what chicken means <laughs> because yeah. we don't do that now. <laughs> What are you doing? I'm doing chicken. Why is Dad acting like a chicken? He's saying you're scared of chickens. Like, oh, isn't it great? Yeah, like, so yeah, good. we've progressed. Yeah, <laughs> There's probably like, something very similar that so we just don't this, know about. Is this your line with bingo, like, of yes, chickens? Yes, definitely. Aren't <laughs> chickens scary? I think they're a bit pecky. I mean, you've got some, so you might yeah, feel differently. Look, no, the boys definitely aren't scared of owls, although some visitors are, but owls are very scared of people, so they'd never come up and mm-hmm. peck you. Um, yeah, I, I can remember being a bit scared of confident chickens when I was a kid, though. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like it makes more sense than why would you assume a chicken is scared of something? Like it's very derogatory of chickens, the whole, <laughs> are you a chicken? <laughs> Yeah, I mean they were the I'm ones sure crossing the road, brave as other, any other animal when they need to be. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably been a study done. Ah, chickens <laughs> actually, chicken. All right, it's going into Google right now. <laughs> you we'll need see. to know. Um, are chickens scared? No, chickens are not especially afraid. In fact, they are quite brave. Ah, I knew it. 
Oh, that's on Quora though. So I feel like you know, Quora doesn't really count. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, that's the chicken lobby right there trying to. Oh, skew. then cooped up life is like, why are chickens so afraid? Surprising answers. I mean, there's so many. Like, it doesn't sound like any any uh, triple blind studies wow, have occurred these, here. These are so. These are so many forum thingies like how can i tell if my chicken is happy or sad like oh yeah oh, do you know if your chickens are happy or sad i am i am on so many chicken forums and it really just <laughs> creates more questions than it answers that is for sure oh i love that you're oh. in chicken forum is that genuine? well like oh, no. facebook groups yeah like oh you, so many really facebook are. groups oh, yeah God. well God, there's so much to know and yeah oh, like but then it's like I, i've completely tangenting here but the more of these things you're on, <laughs> the more you just find out how many things you could be doing. Like mm. there is a whole movement of making like playgrounds for chickens in chicken coops because chickens get bored and you're meant to like, you know, get a bicycle wheel and kind of mount it like a merry-go-round and they jump on the bicycle wheel and then spin around or they swing on swings or you're meant to hang lettuces up like so they can peck it and it swings and you know they get exercise swinging their head after a lettuce and who has the time i'm not stimulating my chickens enough uh mm. other other similar facebook groups of mine i realized the other day that there's something called biochar and that once a year uh the earthier types among us gather up the bones from what they've you know I don't know, I assume like dog bones, but I, I'm not sure who's stockpiling bones where or how suspicious this was actually in retrospect. But you have a bonfire and throw all the bones in and that creates biochar and then you put it on your compost to like settle it in for the winter. I'm like, I meant to be doing that as well. <laughs> anyway, this is all, that's a look into my mind of all the things I should be doing with my no, time. I and I can't remember memory snap. Yeah, like, exactly. Yes, totally. it's, it's full of biochar and chicken. <laughs> oh, my brain is 100% biochar at this point. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. My brain. Uh, anyway, brain. Uh, did you have a line of this episode, Kate? Oh, it's definitely how fast you're going to run as fast as a greyhound. I just. Yeah. I just. Oh. How good are greyhounds? Like the second we were watching it, we were like Gallipoli. So it was like a great like memory snap for the adults who have totally yeah, Gallipoli. it's satisfying to have that happen occasionally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it really is. But um, I don't know. I just I just thought it was so cleverly done. You know, I love a reference where it would go over the kids' heads, but it's, it was definitely really present for us. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah, are we there? Oh, I think we are. Only other thing. Love the use of uh, garden gnomes in this one. Yeah. But two things, missed a chance to have another one like come to a devastating end, much like Jeremy and <laughs> uh, husband Gerald in Hammer Barn. Um, I do wonder if that happened. Like that seems to be a bit of a trope for uh, the garden gnomes in Bluey. So I did wonder if that ended up on the cutting room floor. Um, and Is there one the- called Hecuba? Am I making that up? Hecuba? Yeah, definitely. Hecuba yeah. and Gerald, and it's Gerald yeah. who dies. Yeah, uh, in well, dies in oh, no, Hecuba. Isn't that Hecuba? Poor Hecuba. Oh, oh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I need maybe to watch it, it again. No, I think you're right. It's Bingo's husband that died, and died. I've got to stop saying died. Um, <laughs> Bingo's husband is fine. Well, Bingo doesn't anyway. Um, I can't remember. We I both need to watch Hammer Barn. Oh, memory snap. 
Um, anyway, uh, but as anyone who saw the Bluey House in Brisbane would mm. know, there were some very fetching garden gnomes in the front yard. Uh, by the time this airs, possibly uh, no longer, but Bluey.tv uh, has run a competition to uh, give them away. I have entered many times. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you'll be hearing from us very shortly about how devastated we are. We did not win those. (laughs) And I will be looking for independent creators to make me some. Um, Although... Speaking of independent creators, Mary, someone yes. got in touch with us on Facebook. Someone's making kiwi fruit rugs oh, now. Amazing. I'm so happy. Although I'm, I feel like we've plugged the kiwi fruit uh, and watermelon rugs so comprehensively on this. I am kind of just want the ones from the house to turn up on our doorstep. Uh, just putting that out there to the universe, you know, manifesting kiwi fruit rugs. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's quite a few uh, Etsy businesses doing kiwi fruit rugs now. Uh, but, yeah, I guess I'm happy that, yeah, none none met a fate, a bad fate in this particular episode. <laughs> I'm glad I guess. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, it would have um, been comedic. It would have been fun. Uh, yeah, look, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, any mailbags or we know that now is Mary? Uh, yeah, let's say... Um, Hi to lovely John who checked in, um, who said his daughter's husband, as a joke, wondered aloud if there were any Bluey podcasts. Um, and seconds later, he found one and it was Aww. us. And John, who lives with his daughter, her husband, and their two daughters, uh, Ellie and Mia, are three in one, um, are all regular Bluey watchers on Disney. Plus, uh, he's not sure where in the US they are, but he's a truck driver. So he's got several hours a day on the road listening to podcasts and he's uh, tearing through. Um, yeah, that? which is, uh, he, he was saying he, some of his favorite season two episodes are Barky Boats, Circus, Seesaw, and Grandad. Mm. And he hasn't got to those recaps yet when he emailed us. So um, he was excited for that. I think Grandad was probably a. Uh, one of our most emotional uh, mm. of that set. So, yeah, um, strap yourself in, John. Uh, and, yeah, he also said he'd uh, – oh, they're in New Hampshire, um, in oh. Sandown in New Hampshire in the US. Um, and he said he'd been thinking of retirement in sunny Florida or Southern California, but now he's thinking maybe Brisbane. So, uh, yeah, I do wonder, like – Queensland already gets a lot of uh, retirees, but they might be getting them from a bit further afield thanks to Bluey. So, yeah, I highly recommend it, John. You can't go there wrong. There is nothing not to love about, <laughs> about that part of the world. It's beautiful. So thank you, John, for finding us. Thank you to everyone who's found us and caught up after our interview on Bluey.tv, um, mm, mm, lovely mm. team at Bluey Online. Um yeah, we've been uh, getting lots of excited check-ins from all the people discovering us from that all over the world. So, Can I just say, though, Mary, oh. it just constantly blows my mind that, like, when people, there were so many lovely people that wrote, oh, I love listening to these people and and Mary and Kate and these, I'm just like, it's so weird to me that, I don't know, oh. that the conversations we've been having since we are 18, admittedly not about Bluey, but now like people all over the world driving in trucks in New Hampshire and 
and I don't know, all sorts of places are listening to us and our stories and that's really special. So thank you. No, it makes me so happy and, yeah, very, very special to have the – the official uh, bluey side of things give us that boost as well. So that that was very heartwarming. Uh, oh, only other thing is, have you built an obstacle course after watching this episode, Kate? Has there been demands at your house? <laughs> well, um, Kmart had these like uh, textured stepping stones or oh, yeah, things I've seen that were that were being cleared out. So I did pick up a set just so that we could have our own obstacle course. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, <laughs> type A child problems. Will will only step on them in rainbow order. So. <laughs> wow, pressure. So anyway, we'll work on that. We'll work Whereas on that. Um, at my place, the Chili's inclusion of the yoga ball from Raiders um, in her obstacle course, genius because, you know, it's sort of cemented in place by cushions all around it, uh, which is how – it started at our house as well, but by the end of the obstacle course, uh, the boys like were just rolling it at the other one doing the <laughs> obstacle course, and it had become more more like Raiders, um, or also just yeah, some sort of death challenge, um, which is actually how most games go at our house at the moment. So, <laughs> too much obstacle course is a dangerous thing. <laughs> Okay, uh, if you've been having near-death experiences with obstacle courses, please check in. Uh, we're on all the socials. <laughs> at Bluey Pod on Insta and Facebook, at Bluey Podcast on Twitter. You can email us, blueypod at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you on all those fronts. Uh, let us know if you're the one that won the four real life garden gnomes oh. and we'll come to your house and be friends and definitely not steal them. <laughs> uh, Mary Bowling, oh. such a pleasure to see you in the wagon as usual. And until next time, it's, it's gotta, gotta be, be done. done. Bye. Bye. Isn't there an easy way to beat dad? I wish there was, kid. Believe me. 